You know, after I finished the last episode, I I noticed that I used this word safe and it seems a bit inconsistent to how I use it because I use it two different ways. I use it the reality of being safe, which I would argue that we're not always sure about, and the perception that we are safe, which may or may not be truly safe. <laughs> Am I, have I confused you yet? <laughs> well, I think that my, my opinion is that we do this with lots of words and we rely on our emotions. And so I want to clarify a little bit about the usage of the word safe. So for instance, when I was in relationship with uh, the person that I was going to marry in my early 30s, my late 20s, early 30s, um, I had a perception of being safe. And when we feel safe, safety has a direct link to trust. So trust is something that we, we put we put our trust in something. Um, cause we, and, and we do that oftentimes when we feel safe and it's interesting because, um, I had only the only person that really asked me if I was sure about this match between me and the person I was about to marry was a friend of mine who asked, he, he did ask, are you sure about this? And there were a couple of reasons why, which at the time were not, and even now I, I wouldn't say that the, what he observed was the specific issue of, of what was the, the, the problem or the, the breakdown, uh, what would lead to, whatever it was the breakdown, but would eventually be seen as um, the, real, the real issue. Um, but he asked me what it was that, that, that made me sure. And what I, my answer was, which I find really interesting, is that I felt, I felt safe. And, and that's true. That, that's, that's a, that I did. I felt safe. But that does come back to this, there is being safe and there is feeling safe. And those can be two different things. And this is why I think there's a lot of pushback between um, like safe zones and things like that. Because are they really safe or is it the, the, the desire for their perception of safety? And sometimes when we perceive that we're safe, we're not truly safe. We can't truly trust because um, safety is only important when it comes to trust, right? Safety doesn't do anything for us. Safety is just a gauge uh, for how much we can trust, right? So it's like going on a roller coaster. This is my analogy. And we go, we're standing in line and we might ask ourselves the question in our minds a million times, is this safe? Is this safe? And we're not asking if we feel safe because the whole point of a roller coaster is to not feel safe, is to feel like you're about to die. <laughs> that's part of the fun. Although I've realized the older I get, the more that's never been fun for me. Uh, I tried to make it fun and tried to get along with other people by pretending like it was fun, but that was a never, never a fun sensation for me. But that's what we do. We put ourselves in these situations where it doesn't feel safe, but we know it is even in spite of how we feel. So we need to have better questions and better understanding of what true safety is and not how we 
feel, if we feel safe. Because again, the feeling of safety comes back to that of familiarity in our bones. And that familiarity in our bones doesn't necessarily mean that it's a healthy and safe familiarity. We just feel like it is because that's what we're familiar with. That's what we perceive. It's, it's what we know. It, it's kind of like that saying, you know, better the devil you know than the, than the devil you don't know. And there's something to be said for, you know, a dog will return to his own vomit. We do this. We do this all the time because it's what we're familiar with. I'm familiar with not doing the things that are important for me to do for myself. Now, I do the things that are important for me to do for other people because for whatever reason, I still have in my bones that other people are more important than me. And I know that because I do things that are aligned with doing things, even if they hurt me, even if they might not be pleasant for the other person, I do the things that need to be done for other people, but I don't do the things that I need to do to better myself. Oftentimes I choose not to, um, for some, I self-sabotage. Um, even though I say I value myself as much as I value other people. But if you look at how I respond to things, that is not true. And I am still trying to, uh, close the gap between those things and, and, and it does sometimes come to the question of you, you are choosing not to do this and that's okay. You can choose that. Just own it. Own the choice. There was a, a writing conference that I went to about a year and a half ago and it was leading up to it and it, I hadn't chosen to go yet. I had just heard about it and it was one of those things where I felt this sense that I, I need to go to this to show myself that I, it, it's like the next thing, right? When you're walking out your own process and you're walking out your life and you're, you get to a crossroads and you say, you know, this, this is an option and this is an option that will, uh, help you clarify what really is important to you. And it was this crossroads where it was very clear to me. It's like, you know what? You can do this. Yes, you'll have to sacrifice something. Yes, it, it's a it's a it, it's a good piece of money. But you know what? You would waste that same money on eating out because you're too tired to cook at home. <laughs> you know, um, and it would only take a handful of times with four kids to 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 run through the amount of money that you would be investing to get to this writers conference. Now you could choose not to go. These are the conversations I have in my head. You can choose not to go, but then you're choosing to say that your writing doesn't matter to anyone beyond yourself that you just do it for you and there's nothing more that you ever want to do with that or nothing at this moment that you want to do with that. And that's okay to do. Accept that, but own it. Don't don't be grumpy about it. Don't be resentful about it. Don't get don't don't get mad at yourself because you're not doing what you feel like you should be doing. Just say no. This isn't this isn't my time or this isn't what's important to me right now. Own it. Just own it. And I couldn't own that. I had to own the fact that it was time. It was time for me to do something different, even if it was just taking that one next step. And that's a little bit of, of, of what, what we need to be doing in this idea of safety, what we perceive to be safe and what we perceive and what really is safe. Um, it's not about how we feel. It is about what 
is going to allow us to trust. So if we need to feel safe with a person, it's really about what is it that allows me to trust this person. It's not, safety is not a feeling. Now, there is intuition. You're walking down a dark alleyway and all of a sudden the hair prickles at the back of your neck or you're you're with somebody that you don't know that well. And they, you know what? It might be safe there, but you get the hell out anyway because there's an, there's a possibility that might not be. And your, your body is telling you, run. And don't question that in that moment. Run. But we don't live in a world where we have those sensations or the need for those sensations all the time. We live in a world where safety is a more prolonged, the need to trust is a longer term thing. We're trusting over a lifetime or we're trusting over a, a process or a relationship. And we need to ask ourselves tougher questions than if we feel like we can trust. And, and speaking back to this idea of safe zones, I, I learned uh, by, by having a lot of conversations over the internet and over a long period of time, I learned I would rather be with people and having conversations with people who I vehemently disagree with, but who conduct themselves in respectful ways than be with somebody who the people who can kind of preach to the choir and get really angry and uh, uptight and, and, and work themselves into a, a, a frenzy. Um, and when they are confronted with someone who they disagree with, um, there is an all out war and, and, and words are thrown and daggers. And I learned a long time ago that I would much rather be around people who are respectful, but with whom I have incredible disagreements with, um, than people who I agree with in principle, but who are mean and, and disrespectful and unkind. Um, and so it's really the question of safety. It's not about this feeling of, Oh, they agree with me. So I'm safe. It's kind of like the example that I gave around, um, liking children. Well, what does that mean? You can say something, but how do you test it to find out what's truly safe? And I just wanted to point that out because I realized when I listened back to that, that I would use this word safe to mean both things. When I felt safe and then when I really truly was safe. And um, those are two very different things. And we need to be able to discern between those. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, So... That's that's all for now. Until some other time, (laughs) I'll talk to you then. Take care. Bye-bye.